Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to Series 2 of the Mindset Coach Podcast. It's the very first episode for 2022. I'm Lara Young and I'm so delighted to be here with you. It's been such a year of change, hasn't it, Uh, in our lives, in our businesses, in the world in general. We've been navigating so many things that have come up that have been unexpected and I think it's really led us to make different choices about where we want to be in our lives and what we want to do in terms of our careers as well. And certainly I know that's true for me. You can hear through my accent, I'm guessing that you can hear that I'm Australian. And so one of the big changes that's happened for me and my family in the last six months is that I took the decision very early in 2021 to move back to Australia uh, from the UK where I lived for 20 years. So it was no small decision, uh, but it was a decision that was really important for me to make at this stage in my life and at this stage in my parents' lives and the lives of my wider family because, um, you know, with COVID, it's impacted everyone, hasn't it? I used to be able to know that if something happened to anyone at home back in Australia, then, you know, I could be on a plane, I could book an air, air, air ticket, book a flight, get the girls and I on the plane and be home within, you know, 48 or 72 hours. And COVID really took that away from us, that ability to navigate the world uh, through travel. I mean, obviously, we're navigating really effectively through technology and, um, you know, we're still able to communicate really well with one another. But just being able to have that physical presence is something that was certainly not certain. And not having seen my my family for two and a half years, I made the decision that I wanted to be back. I wanted the girls to spend more time face-to-face with their grandparents and, you know, that I wanted to be here and really just be able to start and start a life here in Australia uh, surrounded by good weather and beaches and all those great things that people associate Australia with, but most importantly with my family and um, been very, very lucky. So we flew back. We had three flight cancellations actually trying to get back and we ended up Um, being very lucky to get on a repatriation flight with Qantas. Uh, We flew into Darwin, uh, which is at the top end of Australia, for those of you who don't know, and we flew into the Howard Springs quarantine facility where we stayed for two weeks, 14 days, and that was an experience that uh, I think we'll always remember the girls and I. I packed three suitcases. One of them was full of games and activities and toys to keep us all amused for that two-week period. Um, and then we we came, we flew down to Sydney uh, from Darwin and we had the delight and surprise that we'd been upgraded, uh, flights had been upgraded 
to business class for that flight. So that was a lovely treat after two weeks of being in quarantine. Uh, Two weeks in quarantine in Howard Springs in Darwin actually was a, it was a pretty good experience. I mean, you couldn't really, you couldn't, you could leave your room. We had a veranda on what they call the dongas, the huts that that we were in. Uh, so you could be on your veranda, which was great. Um, and so we had far more freedom, I think, than some people have experienced when they have uh, returned back, repatriated back to Australia and, you know, have had to quarantine in hotel environments. Um, we were very lucky with, you know, the food was great. We had great company as well. We could talk to our our fellow um, quarantinees across the across the um, across the veranda, and we met some lovely people. We'd have quiz nights and sing-alongs and things like that to keep ourselves entertained. But it was certainly a delight then when we got into the Qantas Business Class Lounge and we were able to. Um, yeah, go a bit mad on the snacks. And I tell you what, I had more than one glass of champagne um, coming out of quarantine in that airport lounge uh, before we headed back to Sydney. And then when, of course, we did land and we came back, we we came up. I've got two sisters and a brother. So we came up and we um, stayed with one of my sisters and just so lucky, got back on the, on the Sunday and then on the Monday in a very, very hot rental housing market, ended up uh, finding a house to rent, which is two minutes and 45 seconds walk from my sister's, which, um, yes, I timed it, which is pretty incredible. So we've been very lucky and I've also managed to, um, you know, get a car and the girls' school is 10 minutes walk away. So it's been a really lovely transition. Um, and it's also been you know, a test of mindset, definitely. And I've certainly been employing all of those skills with myself and with my children in making this move back. Of course, there was, you know, that we've been experiencing some loss around missing our friends in the UK. And, um, you know, we we are very much um, still navigating the newness uh, even though I am Australian, being away for twenty years, it is a little bit of a culture shock being here. It's a, it's a positive, it's, it's a positive shock. But there are some things that, you know, I've had to be navigating, and the girls have been navigating as well. And um, we're here, and we are enjoying it, and really um, enjoying being able to be outside, uh, go to the beach really regularly, go kayaking, and all of those wonderful things. Still, of course, navigating COVID. Um, we have Omricon here now and uh, the infection rates are pretty high. I don't know where they are, how they are, where you're in the world, which means, of course, that we're in, we're in summer school holidays here. Uh, and what that means is that childcare <laughs> doesn't exist. So I'm, again, navigating running my business um, in this environment with li- limited time. But as we know, everyone, it's absolutely possible to get a lot done in a small amount of time when you focus and you act with intention and volition. So... We think about 2022 and your plans, and it's also given me pause to think about what's happening with my business, Mindset Coach Academy, and um, the programs that we offer. So, of course, we have the coach certification. We also um, are running a standalone hypnotherapy practitioner program, and we've got the Coach's Success Accelerator going, and I've been looking at all of those things Um, and also looking at the integration of that with Mindset Dimensions Report, which, of course, is our a comprehensive diagnostic tool, mindset diagnostic that we've created specifically for coaches to measure all those key elements of mindset. So 
beliefs, behaviours, emotional frequency, values, um, how how we talk to ourselves, all of those things in a comprehensive report. Um, and it's great because my co-founder of the Mindset Dimensions Report, Dr. Trish Kemp, lives in Sydney. So it means that we're close to each other and we can work together as well. And that's something I'm pretty excited about doing. So one of the things I know that is important and actually I've been focusing on, on this week is really about creating that blueprint for success for the year and what are all those ingredients that you need to be thinking about when it comes to business success but also your personal success, right? For me, those two are very much sort of intertwined and whenever I start the year, I think about what do I intend to do, be and have both in the context of my home and family life and my personal life and in the context of my work. And this week specifically, we've been looking at, you know, the vision that you have for a coaching practice and, and how do you how do you articulate that and, and how do you um, really go through that thought work that at the end of the day is going to help you to make incredibly good and positive strategic decisions in your business. I think for us as coaches and consultants and therapists, you know, often, as they say, the shoemaker's children are never shod. And, you know, what that means is that I find that a lot of the coaches that I train and work with, and, you know, even myself, there can be a bit of a delay in terms of actually creating those plans and creating uh, that vision and taking that step back and that step up for a helicopter view of our businesses and really doing a review of the year just gone and then thinking about what the year ahead is. And I think this time last year I did uh, a podcast episode all about, you know, creating that vision and that plan. And I think there's another step, isn't there, which is really around why are you a coach? And thinking to yourself, well, why why am I doing what I'm doing? And really getting into some detail around that. And what is the impact that you want to make on your clients? What is the impact that you want to make on the world? And then also thinking about, well, what, what does this actually do for me and my family? Um, how does being a coach really fulfill my vision. I think it's interesting because a lot of us go into business because we do want that level of greater flexibility, that level of greater control over our own destiny when it comes to working. And, you know, we start off very, very optimistically and with intentions of perhaps not working evenings or weekends and, you know, having that day off in the week. And oftentimes what happens is that we can find ourselves in the busyness of work and really not ending up satisfying the desires, the goals, the dreams we had for ourselves when we started our businesses in the first place. So how does that look? I mean, it may be, you know, for you it may be that you do have those times ring fence, that you're very good at setting your boundaries. Or it may be perhaps that you found that time does get away from you, that you are spending more time than you had initially anticipated working on your business. So when you're thinking about your vision for your business, it's important to think about, okay, well, what actually the work that I'm doing, and you can even do a time and motion study on yourself, you know, what are the things that you're actually doing in your business and are they making a difference? 
Is the time that you're spending productive time or non-productive time? Is the time that you're spending really going towards you creating that contribution, making that difference and making that impact that you want to make in the world? Or is there a whole lot of busyness and unnecessary tasks that you're engaging in, hello social media, (laughs) that maybe you don't really need to? And maybe perhaps it's a distraction or it's a habit that you've gotten into that you recognize that you need to change in order that you can have that focus, that dedication, and be taking that action to really moving your business forward uh, in a way that really fulfills you, fulfills what your goals and vision are, helps your clients get results, right? So you're getting really good testimonials, you're feeling that inner sense of satisfaction and joy that comes when your clients do make a transformation, Um, but that you're also then having that time to go for a swim in the middle of the day or to go to the gym or to just chill out and do nothing, to pursue further education, to read the books you've always wanted to read. So I want you to think about that when you're thinking about your vision and how much of your vision is actually a reality at the moment. And then, you know, think about what's it going to be like a year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. Like, where do you see yourself being in your practice? What are all the things that are happening for you? And what are all the contributions you've made? What are the achievements that you've that you've accomplished along the way? And do spend time doing that and do it as well in the context of How does your personal life run alongside that? You know, what are all those things that you have wanted to achieve in your personal life as well? Um, And how do they map out and how are you allowing time? How is your business allowing you time to actually achieve those things and make those things a reality? Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. One of the things that I've come to realize is that, you know, I am someone who I like being busy um, and I and there's a sort of inherent if, I, if I'm taking a break, if I'm sitting down, I'm thinking, well, what can I be doing? What can I be doing now? And that could be, you know, putting a load of washing on or, um, I don't know, sorting through the mail or whatever. It could be work-related. And I'm this year I'm really committing to taking that step back and that step up as well. So taking that step back from feeling like in order for me to be adding value, I have to be busy all the time. And for me, that's a complex equivalence that was created really young, like all our beliefs are, right? All those limiting decisions created in that imprint stage very early on. Um, But I seem to have equated being busy with being of value, right? Um, Or not being busy of being lazy, like what are you doing? There must be something you can get on and do. And you know, my mother is a very, very dynamic woman who worked um, with the Aboriginal community here in Australia for many years and very passionate and very involved politically and always on the go, little dynamo. Um, and I think I kind of picked it up from her and I've spoken to my sister about it as well, that, 
you know, we always are, we're pretty active, right? We're always doing something. And and this year I really am taking that pause to say, do I need to be doing this right now? And what can I outsource? And so, in fact, my vision is moving on this year, um, you know, in terms of my business and you know, solidifying those offers that we have out there and the exceptional training that we provide and the research and development that we're doing through the Mindset Dimensions Report, that I'm actually out there doing more of the things where I add value in the training and, and you know, putting new ideas and, and contributing and leading the conversation around mindset um, rather than in the day-to-day sort of minutiae of work. And for me, what that means is that I have hired um, a full-time VA uh, in addition to I have a brilliant sort of part-time VA at the moment um, and I have someone amazing who's just come on board and who is put this put this podcast together for us, which is awesome. Um, and that to me, I just feel I'm relieved already. Now, my person doesn't actually start until the 24th of February, um, which is a little way from here. I think it's about six. I'm counting down the days. I should have a timer actually. Um, so they'll be working with me in my own time zone from eight to four, which for me is absolute bliss. I cannot wait. And the other thing that I've done only last week was to um, bring um bring someone in who is helping me with housekeeping and general household admin. And it's only, you know, it's three hours a week, but the difference it makes to me in my life, my energy and my emotional state and everything is just incredible. It's priceless, really. So there are a couple of decisions that I've made and that, you know, I know that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm priming myself to kind of, you know, um, relinquish that, relinquish some of that control so I can stop up. Um, and it's interesting, but, I, you know, I wonder whether there's something like that that you can be doing in your life as well. Um, we also, you know, want to think about, so when we think about the vision, you also want to think about building credibility in your coaching business as well. So what are all those skills and qualifications and experiences that you have that you bring to the table that maybe you're not really utilising or weaving into uh, the work that you do, the messaging. We've all got these very rich and varied histories and backgrounds and, you know, capabilities that we can bring to the table in our coaching practices. And, you know, I very much, um, I very, very much believe in that triad between coaching and consulting, which is the piece where you bring in those skills and experience uh, into your practice so that when your clients hire you, you know, and they they really do, I think, want a trusted advisor as much as they, I think the days of, you know, someone saying a client, you saying to a client, well, what do you think you, you should do in this situation? You know, good question, but I, you know, I think they're almost those days are over. I think people want more than that. You know, it's kind of like, well, I'm I'm paying you to help me. <laughs> we can Google just about anything, and I think that relationship is shifting. Um, you know, people are expecting more from coaching than perhaps, you know, they did two years ago, three years ago. And the other arm to that, so there's the coaching piece, the the consulting piece, where you bring all those things in that that make you credible, right? some of those things, the qualifications, et cetera, and the experience, but also that therapeutic element as well, which is 
really about helping people to recognize those patterns that they've been repeating, those behaviors, those emotions that keep re-emerging for them. And then using therapeutic intervention, holistic therapies like timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, EFT, to help people release themselves and to heal from the past, you know, release themselves from those patterns, learn the lessons and really to move on. So when it comes to your credibility as a coach, of course, the other thing that that then gives you credibility is your ability to help your clients get results. Your clients come to you for a reason. They come to you because they have a problem or they're in a situation and they want a solution. They want their life to be different. They want their business to be different. They want their emotional state to be different. So there's so many different things that your clients look to you for um, in terms of, you know, creating that change and having that change. And too often I find that coaches are ill-equipped in skills and knowledge to actually be able to help them to create that transformation, to be able to help them to move forward and achieve the things that they want to do. And so really, you know, your credibility does come in helping your clients to get those results and make those transformations. The other thing you need to be thinking about this year as well is making money and whether or not what you're doing is generating the revenue that you want and the profitability that you want in your business. And, you know, maybe there are some different ways that you can be structuring your programs and your services and your offerings um, in order to be able to do that and to make those really sound strategic decisions around your customer journey and your pricing models. We're going to be exploring this these things in future episodes. And also then to think about your coaching toolkit, what are all the skills and tools that you have at your disposal when it comes to coaching and are there gaps in that? You know, are there things where you really need to perhaps add some more knowledge and add some more techniques to your repertoire so that you do have a toolkit that is very, that is comprehensive, you know, uh, that encompasses work that you can help create people change with people uh, around the conscious and the un- at the unconscious and the unconscious level so that it is really embedded and that it's pers- that it you know that it is permanent and it does last and the final thing you know that that will be fo- that we're focusing on and I think it's important to think about is you know stepping into that identity as a coach and who are you as a coach and what what are you What's your environment like? What are your skills and capabilities? What are your beliefs as a coach? What are your values? What's important to you? And again, going back and circling back to that purpose and that wider vision. So there are lots of things to be, um, you know, to be thinking about. And uh, we go into this a lot more detail in uh, the Coaching Success Blueprint, which is something that a workshop series that I've been running um, in my Facebook group, the Mindset Coach Collective, And, um, you know, it's really powerful to ask yourself these questions. And if you are listening and you'd like a copy of the workbook for that and to access the videos, please do just drop me a comment and I'll be more than happy to share those with you. So 2022, it's a great opportunity for us to, yeah, get started, think about things differently and, you know, invigorate ourselves for achieving what we want to achieve in our business and making that contribution. And it's also a time where we can, you know, think about our ourselves and, and having that adventure and getting out of our own comfort zones and doing things a little differently. 
And I'm going to help you with that uh, in this se- in this series because a few years ago, several years ago now, I I ran a challenge over the course of a couple of years, um, and it was called 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. And I took that challenge, which I'd run in a couple of Facebook groups, and uh, I turned it into a book. Funnily enough, the book's called 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. And so this series, what we're going to do is we're going to each week at the end of the episode, I'll be sharing with you an adventure for you to take part in that week. And then drop your comments, let me know how your adventure went. So the very first adventure in 52 Adventures to Change Your Life is to write a letter to your future self. So it's to write a letter to your future self. Now, this letter is you're writing it to the you that is at New Year's Eve, um, December 31st, (laughs) 2022. And I want you to write the letter and I want you to describe everything that you've achieved this year. What is your life like? Where are you living? What are all the accomplishments? What goals have you achieved this year? And I want you to make this letter a really rich, vivid sensory experience. Really immerse yourself, visualize yourself on the 30th, on the 31st of December, 2022, whatever you normally do on New Year's Eve, whether you're at a party or you're at home, whatever you're doing, I want you to envisage all the things, all the amazing things that you've achieved this year. And I want you to write that down as though it's already happened. And I want you to write this letter to yourself with love and intention and positivity. Uh, And then what I want you to do is I want you to seal it up. If you're writing it in freehand, seal it up and just pop it away somewhere um, and put a reminder on your phone of where you've where you've popped it. Put a calendar entry on the 31st of December 2022 to go and open the letter with directions as to where you've put it. Or you could also use an online application like futureme.org where you can actually write the letter to yourself as an email and then it will email it to you on that date. And that just really sets you up in an incredible frame of thinking with intention and visualizing what an incredible year 2022 is going to be for you as you set and achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. That wraps up this episode of the Mindset Coach podcast. Um, I really look forward to you tuning in. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do share it with your friends, Um, people that you know will be interested, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.